We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the reaction phase. You guys know me. My name is Josh, and I am here with the man that is constantly cheating death itself. <laughs> What's going on, dude? What is up, everyone? Sorry we've been late. <laughs> hey, I, I want to sell this uh, this Channel Lake Frigid, everyone. If anybody wants to buy a Channel Lake Frigid, uh, it would be $650. I just really need some money. I, I don't want to sell it. I know it's super, super rare and hard to get, but um, I don't want to sell it, but I really need a new kitchen, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't need a new kitchen table. Okay, no, that, that, dude, that was lame. I'm not You're, even proud of that. I am kitchen What's, table TCG without a kitchen right now. It's great. <laughs> Can we just start referring to you as table TCG? Table TCG. You are just uh, table been, TCG. I, I, I'm going to take the apology for uh, two weeks off. We recorded two weeks ago, and I think at the end of it, we were both like, no, we can't post that episode. We were just both grumpy. We had a lot of life stuff going on. And then uh, last week, we didn't do it because I was on vacation, right? Yes, you were on vacation, and then you were hit with COVID, I believe. Yeah, I was. Which I'm comfortable saying, yeah, I'm comfortable saying publicly because you posted it publicly. So I think that's... Is that like, do people keep that secret? Is is there still shame in COVID? No, but isn't it just taboo to like expose someone else's medical information? Like, isn't that just bad? I think it's against HIPAA if you're a doctor, but otherwise, probably... I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I play one on this podcast. Anyway, so that's why we didn't film this week, because my daughter had a very high fever, and we were thinking we may have to go to the ER and stuff. So, um, But we're all good now. Well, I'm about to give the good news. Don't just leave like, us on that. We're all like on the men now. Okay. Um, you have to listen to me sound like I just smoked a bunch of cigarettes. So Team DeGeorge <laughs> is on the mend, which yes. is amazing. And you went on vacation, and we didn't talk. For a week in was, probably the first sad. time in a long sad. time. And I got a little anxious. I was like, I miss my friend. I hope he's okay. I hope there was sicknesses and COVID rumors. And then there was rumors that you got abducted and were just like being beaten out of the TCG game. Like I heard a rumor that we stopped doing the podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> From who? I don't know. People were talking about it. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I had to answer. You went MIA and I had to answer a lot of, hey, when's the next episode? And I was like, <laughs> soon, soon, I swear. <laughs> so COVID in the DeGeorge hospital hold has been amazing. And everyone's got a COVID story. I know. And nobody wants to hear it, but I'm going to tell mine real quick. I want to. I want to. Because this is your platform. This is because, your COVID platform. Because we don't have a kitchen right now. We are essentially like, we have a little like side kitchen net thing on like the side of our house it's like a sure. outdoor so that's our sink no it's out of our house it's not outdoors but it's out of our house it's like a, think of it like a shed so as so <laughs> as so as you like as we've been getting our dishes and stuff and like that's where we keep our food right now because we don't have a kitchen we don't have any cabinets we don't have a sink we don't have a disposal so like we have covid we're like coughing and like barely able to walk and we're like going back and forth inside out it's been a mess so that's my little covid story you know what i learned about you is in wherever sticks you live in you guys have kitchens outside no but not outside outdoor building but but not outside it's like an outdoor building but most buildings that they're outdoor when something's in it it's not outdoor it's indoor but somehow this is outdoor indoor it's indoor outdoor you have to walk outside to get to the building I think it's a, a kitchen. Yeah, I think you have a, a grill in a tent is what I've gotten <laughs> from this. Anyway, so it's been a, it's been a mess, but here we are. 
doing content Dude, I, for you. I am glad to have you back. And I took the time. I actually took a week off. So I took a break myself. And I spent a week uh, building furniture, putting down rugs, hanging mirrors, hanging shelves, hanging cute decorations. Uh, we built a high chair. We built a changing station, which You're was awesome. Dad, no. Oh, dude, I am so st- I am the lamest dad already, and I'm not even a dad yet. It's re- ridiculous, but I appreciate you guys being patient while we took the time for our families and Team DeGeorge took the time to heal up. But we are back, and a lot has happened since we were gone. So what are we going to go over today? Tell the people what they're going to hear. So I want to talk first, like I want to start this off and I was going to do a video about this on my channel. Maybe I'll just let the, the podcast uh, pump, suit for pump, it. Pump, dude, pump. But pump, the dude. meta right now is phenomenal. The, the, the flesh and blood TCG, especially I'm talking constructed, obviously the meta is absolutely incredible right now. I want to talk about that because I think there's a lot to celebrate there. And then I have some questions for you as somebody who's like, a lot more enamored in, in that world. I, I have some questions for you about that. Cause I, Oh, I have some answers know. that I will make up on the spot. Cause you haven't asked me these ahead of time. And then we're going to talk about what's going on with casual. Um, and particularly this is, I want to just prelude. This is the topic that got us to delete the last episode. when We deleted that episode. So yeah, we don't get heated very often, but we were, we're pretty heated about this. Well, we were also just in bad moods. And I think this is a great point. Sometimes people are like me and like, I think sometimes people forget that your mood as a content creator can come across way different. Like your, your view as a content creator, like I've had a rough year and like a lot of my content has been a little bit more on edge simply because like I don't have a kitchen. I had COVID. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I, my basement's oh my, flooded. I'm doing oh content in water. Anyway, uh, let's continue. Um, <laughs> part three, we're going to talk about Everfest Unlimited because what's spicier than talking about that? Talk about the market in particular. We're going to talk about the buyouts that are happening as mm-hmm. well as, uh, Oh, I just want to restate channel Lake frigids for sale. $650 if anybody's interested. And if um, you don't want his lame channel Lake frigid, I have foil ones for half that price for sale <laughs> right now. All right. Let's hop it in. Or let's hop into let's it. jump into this thing. And I, I'm a little offended. I'm a little offended. Why? Cause I proposed the first topic and you bogarted it. You jumped off. No, I think you did. What did I, I'm do? Just, I just wanted to take credit for your hard work. I'm pretty sure you told me to tell tell everybody what we were doing. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you, man. So constructed meta being wide open is, I think, the first step in something we talked about several episodes ago. And I mean, I mean, this was on Uprising's release. We said one of the main things that Uprising has to hit on is it has to maintain that balance and create this exciting atmosphere. And the construct the constructed meta, the classic constructed meta, right now is exactly that covering the min max games rtn and providing coverage there and then going to a couple and then also just hearing the patrons and people in my community and stuff talk about it it's insane and people are picking up wins with what seems like everything yeah and by the way if you're looking for another road to national to go to and you are in the midwest area you can come to my road to national on sunday Hopefully I'm COVID free. Obviously I will make sure to follow all the guidelines. If I'm not there, I will have my employees lead with that. If you have COVID, you won't be there. You can still, I won't be there if I have COVID. I'm just saying, Uh, but it's Sunday at noon. So hopefully I'm all better. What day is it today? It's Tuesday. 
I think Sunday I'm at noon. Th- is that over at Captain's Market? I'm pretty sure if I test negative on Thursday, I'm allowed to go. I think that's the the way that this, I don't know. I'll look into the CDC guidelines, but I won't be there if I'm not allowed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Captain's Market at noon. If I'm not there, it's still going on. Jesse will just. Yes. My employee Jesse will just be running around like a chicken a with his head cut off trying to figure it out. So yeah, if you guys are in the area, stop by that RTN, win it, and then when you win it, mention how awesome Hometown TCG is right in Louis' COVID-riddled face. Yeah, just like, pump your channel. I love just it. Just pump my channel I'm at your I'm all about pumping RTN. your channel, baby. No, that's that is awesome. I hope you guys, I hope you guys out there can make it. I wish I could make it because I still haven't been to your game store. But as we you mentioned, can come run it if I can. I might have to ask you to. I might pay you to come down here. <laughs> I, got, I got some dad stuff going on, you know, know some future joking. dad stuff. So, so you have an RTN coming, and knowing that the meta is wide open, I guess something that's interesting here is people going to either your RTN or any RTN or ones that, that have gone. It's it's not like building these side decks before, right? You can't build a side deck for Starvo, right? You can't build a right. side deck for Viscera. You can't build a side deck for Dromai. You have to build your deck to handle a couple different strategies and try to find cards that are, you know, mid to at best against multiple strategies that you can include against this field you're going to see. And it's one of the most exciting times to be a player and to be a deck brewer like it feels like everything is on the table right now like anything you can come up with it feels like you can try to pull off right i agree uh, i it's just amazing to see the results i'm gonna pop them up real quick uh, okay th- this is from fabtcg.com um and what are you doing oh. i'm showing off the results i'm fan oh. away <laughs> Uh, you've got, let's see, on the 17th, Islander got first in Aust- in Canada. In Australia, Phi got first in, I'm assuming that's Norway. Prism got first. Uh, uh, Vietnam, I think. Bravo got first. I don't know what that one is. But there's Prism a, there's a Viserai in Canada. Uh, yeah. Isl- yep. or that's draft. You've got Viserai in PL, wherever that is. Anyway, you, you're seeing all sorts of different heroes pop up on here, and this used to just be all all Starvo. Yeah, uh, like that's what it used with to be. a smattering of Prism here and there. Like. Um, and so listen, this is I. I said when Uprising came out, somebody asked me what is, what is success for Uprising. I said I don't give two rats how fast the boxes sell. I don't care about the market. That doesn't matter anymore. The, the fab market, I mean, as far as like the bottom goes, this is pretty dang low. Like we are at the, we are below pre pump from print run numbers of WTR and ARC and crew. Um, the big pump, we are below where that started now for flesh and blood. So in my mind, this is, unless the game dies, which I don't think it's going to happen, but in my mind, this is about as low as the fab market can realistically go. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to jump up. I heard some people talking today, like, oh my gosh, the fab market's going to go back to the moon. I don't think that world exists as much now post-COVID, just in general. But my point is that the success rate for Uprising wasn't how fast your boxes sell or does it sell out. It's my success rate was, do players stay engaged and excited? And mm-hmm. this is exactly what we need for players to stay engaged and excited. It's an open meta where players feel free to play their deck. They feel free to explore. Um, and they don't feel locked into one deck that they don't feel is fun to play or fun to play against. And that's the worst thing that Starva was, was it wasn't fun to play. And it wasn't fun to play against. No, and it feels like you can 
you don't get tired of the game. One of my biggest complaints in the previous meta was as a content creator with us being a more competitive, heavy community and people want the competitive edge. People want to know what the best version of decks are. It, it, it became rough to play Dory into OG Bravo because people just didn't want to see it. They're like, this doesn't, this doesn't help me at all. I can't justify spending 45 minutes watching this content. Right. It's not something I was seeking now with the meta as open as it is. It, it It's just a paradise. It feels like I could do anything. And as someone who likes to take cards that I like spoiler alert, I'm working on a whole showcase series where I've picked, I think 11 cards that I like and players are going to blind draft a card, like pick a card and then build a deck completely around that That's card. Cool. So yeah. this meta feels very much like that. You get to try things out. You get to play cards you want. And what that does is it keeps our players coming back for more. It's a reason for them to want to go back to their armory. It's a reason for them to want to get together with their friends and play because you're not playing the same deck over and over again, and you don't have to play against the same deck over and over again, right? You right. can get that variance. You can get that variety in there and really explore everything this game has to offer, and that's something that's been missing for a little while now. And it's it, it feels like it's back in full swing. Yeah, it, it appears that way for sure. Now I have a question as somebody who's a little bit more into this than I am. Sure. Not into the game, but into the meta of like TCGs. Um, what was now people have already re, have already gotten their acceptance into nationals based on their ELO, right? Uh, I believe, uh, I, I don't, it, if it hasn't happened, it's happening shortly, but I th I'm leaning with you. I think it's happened. So I'm trying to think there, what the it's not just the road to nationals that gets you into nationals, right? What else? Right. How else, how else I think can it's you get there? I think it's Elo, and they fill the remaining slots based on that Elo, right? So they they give out a certain number of invites. They have a certain number of slots available, and then they fill the remaining slots based on Elo. So there's a certain number of Elo players, whether it's a hundred that are guaranteed entry, and then they'll expand that to one nineteen if they have to to fill those slots for people who get multiple invites or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, at what point do players not play their secret tech or their what they feel like is the best deck for these road to nationals so that they don't share their tech for something like nationals or worlds are people I, holding back right now the the best players the players who people follow and the, the players that um that people look at for their their deck techs are people holding back now so that those that tech doesn't get picked up for november or for september is that happening it it might be happening on a small scale but on a on a grand scale i don't think so because that only works if we have an idea of what the meta going into nationals is going to look like because flesh and blood is such a game where let's look at the prism V Guardio guardian matchup. If your secret spicy tech is guardian and you're holding that back, then come boom nationals hits and prism is the main deck. You don't feel comfortable on your secret tech anyway. So I think there's a lot of let's lock this in and get there first. We're trying a lot of things, but I think there are small tweaks in these lists and some spice. And I, I know of, of like the, the ascent guys, the hometown TCG ascent team is rocking like their best versions of the list at the moment while leaving out like 
one small piece that they think is going to make a big difference come nationals, right? So they're playing a 80 to 85% optimized version of the deck, but there's also just a ton of exploration. Even our best players don't necessarily know, and that's what's exciting. They don't know what's best right now. They don't know if their secret tech is going to work. So as much as they're playing it close to the vest, they are trying to get out there and try it and find it. You know, Whether it's in their playtest pods or at these Road to Nationals, they're trying to find it. So I would say it's not as big as it was going into the Pro Tour, like with the Kano tech, right? that popped up that was being played very close to the vest. And then all of a sudden, boom, exploded onto the scene. I mm-hmm. don't expect to see as much of that going on here because so much more is unsolved. Gotcha. It's easier to break the equation when the, when every variable in the equation is known in the last meta, you knew all the variables of the equation. So it's easier to break it. So as we continue through road to national season, maybe that becomes even more apparent where, you know, people are blocking out what they think and what they're sharing. I mean, it's possible, but I, I really think that there's more. Mm, I, I I dropped the word. There's more value being put on, on really getting into and kind of building the best version of your strategy than it is trying to hide some tech. I just I hope that I wish. I guess my my point is I wish that this meta could could exist. Mm-hmm. And let me just state that this is the meta that I always dreamed of for Flesh and Blood. When when I talk about flesh and Same blood, dude. when I talk about flesh and blood and say things like, uh, like that I I was disappointed in the way that upright or Everfest went as a result of Starvo like taking over the meta. Like that's not what I signed up for when I started creating content for flesh and blood or when I sold magic cards to buy flesh and blood. That's not what I signed up for. This is what I signed up for. Like yeah. I love the exploration of that. It seems now having gone through the last three sets too good to be true and my <laughs> heart my heart doesn't want to get broken but like i so you want to protect yourself you like, think man, that you think that the top players have figured out that there is well, a I deck. Started seeing some interesting facebook posts too uh from from people and mm. there's some ac- accusations mm. of that happening so it'll be interesting mm. to see what actually plays out at the top um but for now like I'm like dipping my toes in a little bit. I I I, I like it. Like, You're dipping your it. toes back in back into like the ooh, this might be perfect. Back into this like not just it. playing commoner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's 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 fantastic. I uh you this is one of those times we love the game so much, we're quick to say these things are broken, they need to be fixed. This is a huge moment of celebration. Like if you're oh, yeah. LSS. It's like I, I would be like every Tuesday is Champagne Tuesday right now because it's flowing because things are like things are just working right now. Yeah. I'd be popping champagne bottles every whatever day of the week over there because they knocked this out of the park for now. And again, we haven't seen maybe something is yet to be broken, but they knocked this out of the park and they deserve to be applauded. That's it's yep. crazy. It's so good. Yep. That well, we've talked about constructed, but I want to ask you then, because you've heard a lot of the community. So I've done some of this data myself. I've talked to the team, and then I've talked to just people in the community. We've talked about the classic constructed meta, and I want to pounce this on you. We've talked about this being wide open. Do you feel, despite any posts you might read, that the draft meta is open, or do you think it's it's a one-way street? Man, draft's hard. I mean, it, it appears that it, it draft or it gravitates a little bit towards Vi. Like I, I've heard some people talking about that where it's like just just go for it. Um 
there's like such a card large card pool that you don't get locked out of Fi really in a draft pod. Like there's so many cards. Available. There's a lot of draconic cards. <laughs> so, and I think that's, I mean, we talked about that when we, when we first talked about this set, when we learned that it was going to be three heroes, three heroes, three, two that share a, a type Yeah, that, that makes a, a weird draft. And I think that's true. Like, I think, I think it's pretty easy to just say, I'm going to draft, I'm going to commit to Fi, and Fi is certainly the, the easiest to play. And I think for the most part, if you're, if you are not competent at your, like, if you don't feel like, Hey, I can win this, you mm-hmm. should just play Fi and go for it. But I think at the highest level, you can draft and win with whatever, like you can actually draft out smartly. The problem is like most people who play games, maybe not fab, but most people who play games are bad at draft. We draft on Friday nights for magic. And it's funny to like have the conversation with people like, no, like none of us know what we're doing. Like none of us know the, the, uh, you know, the archetypes in the magic draft. Um, But like, I think for people who really, study the game they can do they you can draft you know you can actually draft it out how you're supposed to so there's an interesting complaint that i've heard that i've never heard when it comes to uprising draft yeah and the complaint comes from like top level players and i've seen it all over twitter now at this point and it's you're as a good drafter you're far more affected and this is a this is a quote. This is not my saying by like people in your pod that that don't necessarily know what they're doing or aren't aren't as as driven or something. Your draft is far more affected by that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, good. That's an additional variable that's going to keep these draft pods exciting. You so, you are gonna have these wild cards, and every draft pod's not gonna shape out the same way. Have you heard? Have you heard that statement flying around? No, but the argument is Fi is so easy to draft. All the noob players are going to draft Fi, and then as a an experienced player, it's harder to make your decisions because as an experienced player, don't you now have all the cards I, you need to play to play Islander and and just I, dominate? I th- no, I think I think what it is is people maybe picking cards that aren't optimal to their strategy, oh. like with with a draconic pool that like everyone's that supports- hate drafting. Either hate drafting or I'm I'm playing Fi. I'm picking draconic cards, but these draconic cards don't really necessarily work with Fi. They're not really great. They're definitely they they're more Dromai leaming draconic cards. But I keep picking them. So your Dromai players in draft are like, why am I seeing all these Fi draconic? I'm not seeing you see them stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm hearing that. And then at the top level, you mentioned something that at the top level draft seems pretty balanced. Shout out Mo Bogsley, a hometown TCG Ascent member, and he says uh, on his Twitter feed. Uh, that his current RTN record in draft is 13-4-1 with playing every champion based on a pool like in, in RTNs, and he is claiming that this draft meta is extremely balanced. You just have to like put a lot more thought into it. It's a lot harder, which is cool, which is it's going to make people come back and play more. If it's yeah. harder and harder to solve, you're going to want to play it more and solve it more. Oh, so I think that's a really interesting people- take. People hate playing um, like a lot of the monarch, sealed for- monarch, monarch, yeah, monarch, monarch draft. yeah, monarch sealed, yeah. Oh, any, mo- I mean, any yeah. sealed, not even just yeah. six, you know, whatever. But yeah, um, my response to the people who are complaining about maybe the the plebs uh, screwing up your draft, why that, don't you just it, be the thankful? quote is not plebs. So, well, that's what it's- they're implying. Why don't you just be thankful that you have some people to play the game with right now? Like, let's just be thankful that like people are excited to play the game. 
and just draft and have fun. And maybe it I don't think it's meant as a vitriolic statement. I think it's well, I think like, it's meant like a like a oh gosh. Well then, no, go like I think I think it's cool because this is why it's fun. You can draft and have a more challenging draft experience because of the plebs like me. You can have a more fun draft experience or more challenging draft experience. And then when you want to go practice for nationals, you can get together with your play group and draft a box with your play group of people who know what they're doing and like, you know, experience it the way that you'll experience it at nationals. Um, but it, you just said a couple key phrases. This is a versatile game and now people are coming back. It's not, yeah. I'm not playing 25 games against Starvo and trying to tweak my deck one or two cards in or out. Right. I'm playing. I can play this game for so many reasons right now. Like this is such a money spot for flesh and blood. This is so good. It. I. I haven't stopped smiling since we started talking about it because it just makes <laughs> me so happy. But that's the current state of meta of things. I. I'm excited by it. I think we're both really, really positive. Yeah. About the meta. Let's move on from competitive to casual. Um, it, this is where things get a little darker. <laughs> no, I, listen, so, I've had a lot of time. So let me just say, I got pretty heated. I think Josh felt like you weren't as connected in that podcast. Uh, I I said some things that I felt like were just over a little bit too strong. And I've had a lot of time to think about where I stand on casual. My biggest issue is that Fab 2.0 came out saying that casual was going to be such a important aspect to this and we haven't seen anything really done to encourage in-store play to be casual um you know everyone's argument is we had reiner versus dorinthia decks and i think like that's a great that's a great start to a casual experience i listen i thought magic the gathering dual decks were my favorite product for magic the gathering i like i have a my my uh, I guess it's not my office in my room back there. I have like a box full of all the dual decks still. And like, That's I just love like sleeping. Yeah. They're all sleeved up. You can just sit down and play. And my friends and I like occasionally we'll just sit down and play dual decks. <laughs> I have that with commander decks. Like, I got, I feel you. Yeah. But like they came out with the classic battle stuff and that's good. They talk about PVE, like it's going to change the world. And I think that will be good. And I have a lot of faith in that. That's my, my, I mean, what I can't do anything though. Cause there's nothing to do about it. They're, they haven't given us anything. They haven't teased no. any of it out that. And then armory events are so com- like such a competitive atmosphere. Uh, and people are <sighs> grinding. People are grinding. And then everything from, and this is my issue. And this is the, the big point that I made. And then I'll, I'll back up and then I'll let you respond. Sure. And then I'll say some of the other stuff that I've been feeling, but <laughs> Every ounce That's how conversation works. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> every ounce of advertisement for flesh and blood, every single ounce of it is driven towards come to this major event, come to that major event, go to this major event, go to that major event. And mm-hmm. as a competitive player, I've heard a lot of people being like, there's just so many events. I can't go to the mall. I'm exhausted. As a casual player, I don't really feel like there's any reason for me to go to those events. And so then it makes me feel like, and I know there's all the side events and whatever, but like the, the advertisement for these things is always so much more focused on the competitive side of things. Um, so I would just like to see some 
better direction in advertising for casual. I would love to see some more conversation about uh, commoner, um, you know, some some events that are local based that are driven around commoner. Um, sorry, let me you respond, and then I'll give you my my. Take. Well, you started in on something that I want to respond to too. So uh, now I'm stuck yeah. <laughs> between a rock and a hard place. So. I don't know. You you mentioned the no reason to go to these events, and this is something I've always pushed back on you. And this is we did not get into this in the cut episode, the in the lost sodes. The lost of, episodes. Uh, yeah. We did not get into this, but I've always pushed back on you that these events are new player friendly, but you used a phrase there. They're not market or not sorry, not casual player friendly. The one thing you're correct on, in my opinion, is they're not marketed to the casual player. I think if a casual player were to stumble into these events, they'd have a freaking blast in the, in the side events, in the not the calling or not the battle hardened. Any other events, they're going to have a blast. I've played a bunch of them on the side just to get the, the feel for it myself, and they're always fun. The problem is you don't know those things are happening until you stumble into that event. And it, the one thing is, none of the players in those events, the main problem with armories is people going and spiking armories. Is If if four people want to go, or two casual players, or three people that are just getting into the game, they will come up against the one or two players that are get, they're getting their XP, grinding their XP, they're, they're playing, trying out their new tech and stuff like that. And maybe these guys have a tunic, right? And that's their piece of legendary, and they're playing something around that. Mm-hmm. You will always get beat down by that player because flesh and blood is so skill expressive. Yeah. And, and and if the, if the playing field is already unequal where one deck is casual and one is competitive and the competitive player is theoretically more skilled than the casual player, you will always get beat down right there. Right. So that that's a tough spot. And it brought me to this question to myself. I, I, I was struggling with this. I was sending you a lot of messages about flesh and blood and something I was struggling with. And something I struggled with is, can flesh and blood be a casual game without player versus player? The nature of the of the game being you mean without so, PvE? Yeah, without PvE. Sorry, thank okay. you. The nature of the game being so skill expressive and being so entrenched in better player wins. The question that comes to my mind is: can flesh and blood be a casual game? Yeah. Without PvE. I think it's where I think so. I think it can be. Yeah. No, no. My answer is yes. Okay. Here, here's some solutions. I love to bring up problems. I love to think of concrete solutions better. Nobody. I have a, I have a solution as well. So don't rule me out, but okay. I want to hear yours first. Nobody ever focuses on the solutions. They only focus on the negativity, but here's some solutions for the Reiner versus Dorinthia decks. Have your art, have a mandatory, from LSS say, Hey, we want your armory this week or this, you know, for two of your four weeks this month to be Reiner versus Dorinthia decks only. No, no adds to it. We want you to play these decks with your local community and have fun with it. And the prize support has to be used two of the four weeks with only using those decks. A, it helps the LGS because now as a player, you've got to buy the decks. You can still split it with a friend. Yeah. Again, I wish the prices were lower. We've already been nah, through that. Nah, prices are fine. <laughs> but it helps the LGS. It gets you to buy the product, and it makes a new player. So the reason we do draft on Friday night for Magic is that 
anybody who plays magic can play. You, you, don't, can, have a, you don't have to have a deck. Yeah. This happens all the time at my shop. Somebody comes in and they say, Hey, I saw your sign on the road. I played magic five years ago. I don't play now, but I want to get back into it. My answer is always, Hey, come on Friday night and draft with us. You don't need to have any deck and none of us know what we're doing. None of mm-hmm. us are good at the game. It's fun. It's casual. It's a good experience. Prize support's pretty wide. Anyway, do these events with the Rhino versus Sorinthia thing where it's like, hey, you have to play this and a new player, they have a place to play now. If you buy mm-hmm. the Rhino versus Sorinthia deck, you can't do jack with that. You can't you can't even yeah. play a blitz event with it. It's not it's not tuned enough to play in a blitz meta. Um Ye- so, okay, I see what you're saying. Like legally, you can, but it's yeah. No, I, I got, I got you. Stop. Yeah. You're no, no, up, I got you. You're gonna you. get wrecked. And you're gonna be like, why yeah. did I just spend forty five dollars on this deck that is trash? Um, is that trash? It's fun to play against each other. It's not created for that environment. It's, it's yeah. It's not made for yeah. that. I got you. Yeah. So then the um, it's like racing a thing. Toyota. It's just not made for that. it's like it's like my camry it's like i'm at the track sorry go ahead it's just the um, first image that came to my mind that was that was my first uh my first big one um i don't remember the second one go ahead and give me your response yeah i want i want to i think there's a solution that that is really open but the problem is there might not be an arena for it and the first solution that came to my mind was the the rule, what is it? Rule zero of commander where it's everyone sits down and discusses the power level of their deck. Right. And like, Hey, we're going to play flesh and blood this week. And I, I want to challenge our community. And that's part of the reason for creating the showcase series with the team. I want to challenge the community to make some, if, if five is the top power level, make some two, three, and four decks and experience some of these cards and some of these interactions and some of this gameplay that if flesh and blood is locked into being a competitive game, you will never experience some of these. Some cards are just not viable. You will never experience them. I, one of my favorite things to do is pummel a pursuit of knowledge. Gosh, that is so ridiculously fun. There's just something about that. Like, but that is not a road to nationals or pro tour deck. Like that is, that does not a pro tour deck make. So I, I really think that the power level discussion could solve a lot of these problems. The issue is if armories are being used to play test for XP for these major events, and there's this focus around the, the few times people are getting together, is is this armory and this XP in this competitive environment, then we don't have the arena for that. And I find fewer people are playing kitchen table games of flesh and blood because everyone wants the XP. They want to prep for the competitive event. They want to play test. That's the community we've cultivated. I think we need to start a section of our community to have this power level discussion instead of waiting for PvE. Does um I agree with that? As, yeah, that's 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 a great take. I, I think the the issue with the power level is then you have to build other decks, and 
that's I, yeah it's time it's dude it's time consuming and it's difficult because like you're like oh this is a three and then you find out it's like oh it's really good or really bad yeah it's like I mean, you have to be open to that though i well, can't well, tell you yes. how many times i showed up to a commander and be like oh this this deck sucks yes like, but the commander community is used to that interaction <laughs> yeah. they're used to putting in that time and effort and then getting blown out and be like oh it doesn't work the flesh and blood community is competitive driven that's the, the heart and soul of our community so it's more likely for that to happen once and that person to be like, I'm put off from doing this anymore. Like it went horribly and I spent too much time. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Does magic have a point system for like Friday night magic that applies to the pro tour stuff? Uh, I don't believe it applies to pro tour stuff. It applies to like prizes and it all saved on your account. I think there might be a rating for your account, but I don't think you get invites off the rating. No, it's all based on, uh, what are the, the qualifiers? The, re- right? the regional qualifiers, yeah. Right. I, I, I think there's a conversation for Fab, which is like drop XP from armories. I so Period. I I love that take, and I people are I hate know that. that people are gonna I, hate. That. I 100. I agree. They are, and I'm okay with people. <laughs> people have disliked me for a little while now. Actually, ever since I started a podcast with yeah. you, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's crazy. People uh, don't like hearing hard truth but like they want to hear you, hey man everything's great and cushy go buy all the cards it's the best time ever to buy that's what they want to hear well first of all it is and second of all it's the best constructed meta that i think i've ever witnessed yeah, in flesh. it's insane right now but if you drop xp you will probably aggravate some of our competitive players but you open that door to a foundation of players that we need to grow, we need casual players. We need people to want to play this game. We need kitchen table players. I I need members of our community with a standing Tuesday night appointment to play fab and have beers with their friends. I need people that are willing to go to their armory because they want to pummel a pursuit of knowledge. Like I need that for this community to grow. I I do. I think you only need that if you want fab to be bigger. I. I think this is hard. Yeah, I only need more players if I want Fab no, to be bigger. You and I come from this attitude of we want Fab to be as big as Magic or on its way to being as big as Magic in 10 years. Yes. Um, and if it's around in 10 years, oh, man. <laughs> I think that that's obviously the best news. But, like, Fab, maybe it's just going to be, like, the best competitive TCG. Like, that's also not great for me. That sucks for me. And I hate that. Um, like my channel won't survive that. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's, I have so many takes on that. I'm going to keep them all to myself. <laughs> my channel won't survive. that. Your know. channel will survive anything. It, it survives my face on it once every two weeks. It, it, You'll it, be it would right. just have to adapt. Obviously. I'm, I'm just saying right. like, <laughs> I, I think like my selfishness wants fab to be the best, the biggest game ever. That's what I, strive for because yes. more players means more people watch our youtube channels like that's the attitude we come from maybe lss is just like we can't handle more right now like maybe they're maybe their number for i don't know what like, i i'm saying like they grew so incrementally i know this is a horrible take i'm not saying that this is my take I'm just presenting a take but like they grew incrementally maybe they're just like hey we need to like slow down for a while to get caught up 
that no? and, and you know my you know my personality. I've oh. never once said I mean I started I started this business of hometown TCG. I've done my career. I'm on my way to being a father. I'm, I'm a husband. I I've never done something and been like, oh man, that went really well, really quick. I gotta oh, I gotta yeah, pull so off dumb. some of the no, success. Like, I know that's stupid. Like, I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's silly. But like maybe right now for flesh and blood, the best thing is that they just like continue making sure the competitive side is really good. And maybe that's why we haven't seen a focus on casual play right now. You sh- I, I, yes. I don't think that, I don't think that's a mutually exclusive thing though. Like you uh, the- can play test everything and release things and make sure that things are balanced, which again, they literally hit a grand slam on. But you can also do things like remove XP, or you can do things like come up with a casual armory, or a like. Why? Why is there not a supported new player event? Right. So we have. They have the like, Iridex. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> give give Iridex. stores the opportunity to do once a month do a new player event. Supply them with stuff, and it's Blitz decks, and like, hey, this is your new player event. Yeah. And like. If you're an ex- and I don't know you, the thing is, with the new player event is you have to bring existing players in as well to like. So Magic teach. has the uh, bring a bring a bring friend, a friend promo, yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's something something like that would be yeah. awesome, right? So I I don't think you can't do both, and I have faith in a and I it, again this is this is a weird criticism. I think we're trending in the right direction, but I also again I, I you think, think we're trending casually. What? No, I think we're trending in the right direction, but I don't what think we're there mean? yet. What does that I, mean? More, more people are getting into the game and playing the game at a lower level, according to the comments on my YouTube videos. I've made a lot of comments on old videos. I'm I'm a brand new player. This has happened more specifically in the last couple of weeks. I'm a brand new player. I just got started. In. What do you think of this? I'm a brand new player. I just got started. What do you think of this? Oh, I really want to play this deck. I just started. I'm getting a lot of that. That's cool. Right. And and at the start of Monarch, I got a lot of that on the channel, and then yeah. it kind of died down for a little bit. And now I'm getting sprinkles of that again. So I think we're trending in the right direction. I, yeah, I mean, I anytime a new to... set comes out, we're going to see a lot of that too, though. Sure, that's yeah. and that's that might be why. Which that's is why, fair. again, I've always said one pre-release in this year's. Yeah, we we both it's insane. Don't. We, pre-release I mean, like... is it's by far the best time to get more players and more casual players. This is why I think they're uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, so, we, we, I want it to be casual. My question is, can it be without here, PVE? Can it be? Well, here's what we know is that their cards are on PVE. Like they've said this when they, when they did fab 2.0 in the article, yeah. it talks about casual and it talks about PVE. Sure. That's where their cards are. I know like they're, it's telling to me that their cards are not on, um, ultimate pit fight. You never, ever hear them talk about no. ultimate pit fight. They know that ultimate pit fights not fun. It it's bro it's broken. It something something in it needs to be fixed. We've had this conversation. I think this yeah. is like a theme on this. This is <laughs> ultimate pit fight being needing to be fixed is a meme on this podcast. Because we started our our relationship with that ultimate pit fight night. And I think we need to say from here on out, every episode we'd be like, and next week we're gonna fix ultimate pit fight. Stay tuned. No, we're not gonna we're say gonna that. say that every week and just never do it. Um but <laughs> I mean, their money is on PVE being the yeah. the casual thing. And so I think you have to also assume that they are just making it really good. And that's why it's taking so long to come out. And that's, that's, I'm fine with that. That's great. 
That's fine. I, I I want PVE to be good. We I am not a I'm not a believer. I think it needs to come out sooner rather than later. I'm not a I'm not a believer. I I I want to be. This is something I desperately want to be wrong about. I'm not a believer. Hype cycles make things weird, and I feel like the excitement for PVE wanes the longer that it takes. So, like selfishly, I want it to come out super quick. Um, I want to come out because I want to, any way to any time chance to experience flesh and blood in a new way. I'm in. I I I don't think PVE is going to be it, and I will play the absolute. Yeah, I'm going to play my sock off of PVE out of PVE. It's going to be crazy. So here's what I would like to see from them. I would like to see armor events become no XP, and I'm sure the comment section will give us lots of hate for that. Sure. I would like to see welcome to my Robert, channel. I would like to see the the Dorinthia decks, the, like those classic construct classic battles decks. I'd like to see those come with a armory kit requirement to encourage new players to play against experienced players with those decks. And sure. then lastly, I'd like to see a teaser about PVE from James White. Um, something that would be that would be hype. And, and if you see... feel like you want to drop that teaser on this podcast, yeah, right. you are welcome. We will Good create a third screen for your face right in the middle, front and center. Yeah, we'll even and, cover part of Louie's face. Yeah, and Josh will fire Louie from the podcast to allow that to happen. <laughs> hey, wait, I can, get, I can fire you? You're, you're not getting any of that with me on the podcast, buddy. Uh, I, I don't know why you think it's just you, but sure, that's fine. <laughs> cool, we'll pretend. Silliness. No, um, that's so that's crazy. I, it, it's going to be, casual is going to be interesting so and we don't want to spend too much more time on it. Let's let's dive into the market stuff. Oh, okay. I could talk about casual because I, I wasn't. I was like, no, it's all about gameplay. And then the more I understood about like community building and people who interacted with some of my favorite games and how that worked, I was like, oh no, we need casual people. Oh crap. Yeah. I have to re. I have to rethink my views on this because <laughs> I. I. This is my favorite game. I want it to be bigger than my other game that I like, Magic. And to for that to happen, I need. The casual community. I need it. All right. Let's talk about Everfest Unlimited. Oh, let's talk about that, Everfest Unlimited. Are now, you excited to the, do a midnight box opening for Everfest Unlimited, Louis? <laughs> now that the players are pissed at us for the XP thing, let's piss off the collectors by talking about Everfest Unlimited. Um, I don't think they're so, pissed at us. They probably disagree, but like, so you have COVID, let's do this. This is what we know about Everfest Unlimited. This is everything that we know. In the world about Everfest Unlimited. Number one. It was announced. <laughs> they <laughs> distribution came out. I'm actually gonna um I'm gonna pop it up here. Distribution came out on I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop up exact dates. This is there crazy. Was, Our production value is so wild. I mean, I'm not putting it on the screen, then I'll get in trouble. Oh. Everfest first edition, uh order due from distribution was twelve one. 21 and at the same time they put up pre-orders for everfest unlimited now keep in mind this was before fab 2.0 the order due date for unlimited was 18 days later on december 19th okay so you had to get your order in for everfest unlimited on december 19th of 2022 at that time around that time maybe a little bit after that time because um, they put on their website, on Fab website, Everfest Unlimited coming September yes. 2022. 
that's when the community really found out that Everfest Unlimited was coming out. And there was a lot of people upset about that as a result of not feeling like it was a needed product. Then in a Rudy video, Rudy said, Rudy for 50 minutes was talking about flesh and blood tears Poor in his guy. eyes. I want to hug the guy. Yeah. I still get sad thinking about that video. Me poor too. Rudy. I yeah. hate saying poor Rudy because he's not poor. <laughs> he's fine. Well, yeah. Poor in spirit, Rudy. Let's go with poor in spirit, Rudy. Um, I don't even think he's that. <laughs> he's fine. Anyway, he said that James White was basically like, hey, everyone, we 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 won't do Everfest Unlimited if it's not needed. The only reason we put it on the website is because our customer support was being overwhelmed by calls from stores who were asking if Everfest Unlimited was really coming out. Sure. <laughs> Which I don't know, man. Like that seems All right. like a lot of calls. There's a thousand All right, LGSs. <laughs> All right, boo boo. All right, let me let me hit you. Let me put on my my George hat really quick, and let me hit you with a with a with a hard truth. Let me hit you with some some Dude. bold statements here. So a very direct statement. Everfest Unlimited w- at this time would be a huge mistake. Oh Ridiculous yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't know we were just getting out there. Yes. Well, let me tell you some of the additional information that maybe you did not know about so far. My oh, friend. No. I, don't, um, I hate finding this stuff out live. There, this is the thing. Uh, well, so if you watched my video today, I shared it. In the retailer uh, policies section, um, they have updated the map pricing to include Everfest Unlimited. <laughs> so let me share with you exactly where that is. Let me read it. <laughs> verbatim i did this while i was looking up tales of aria map price to that's dry so okay. they did this in april 26 and i missed this but they added uprising history pack one and everfest unlimited to the map policy on april 26 so like i don't know did they do that too to stop stores from asking if it was coming it it's like it it seems like there's a lot of Everfest Unlimited on the official Fab website for there to not be an Everfest Unlimited coming. What stores are asking if Everfest Unlimited is coming? Can't you still get Everfest First Edition? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I looked that up too. Right now, I could order boxes of Everfest Unlimited. Uh, yep, I can get them from three of the five. Uh, warehouses from one of the distributors in any quantity i want so what i i i I, this the whole premise feels so off to me and i don't i don't like getting super serious here and i i i like being serious i don't like being so direct i normally like to leave open ideas open for thought for discussion things like that not only is this a bad idea but i don't believe the premise I don't believe that based on the number of game stores and the number of players and all of these numbers that I have speculated to you behind the scenes, that there are stores kicking down the customer support number for Everfest Unlimited when Everfest First Edition is readily available. So not only do I not believe... I think they're calling saying, why are you printing it? Don't do it. 
then then none of the other announcements make sense unless it's like why are you printing it and lss is looking at you like oh you're gonna tell me what to do well guess what blur this because f you like i so i don't believe i don't know i'm not done i don't believe the premise and if that's the case why is there Everfest First Edition? When Everfest First Edition sells at the price Everfest Unlimited would sell at coming out. Unlimited product coming out has traditionally sold at that $80, $90, like that weird middling in between price point. Everfest First Edition is selling at that price. If Everfest First Edition was selling at $150 a box and it was on some MetaZoo-ish where you had to sell it at some ridiculous price, <laughs> then that's fine. Then, then people clamoring for Everfest unlimited because they want $80 boxes to sell to their customers at a reasonable price fine but this doesn't make any sense it's Everfest the, first the, edition is $68 right now on TCG player sure so the the premise doesn't make any sense the solution to the proposed premise makes less sense i feel like this is an episode of the gdx files like <laughs> I, none of this is making sense. It's just flying by me. We and and the kicker of it all, the kicker of all of this, is the big solution for. Well, if Fab is around in ten years, we're going to need Everfest Unlimited because the player is going to grow. I sure, I'm fine with that because it's a legacy card game. Fine, sure, that's what History Pack does. Yep, that's what it does, and we have History Pack coming out. So no, we don't. Again, I, uh, sorry. I wanted to be very clear. We don't have like a well. They did announce it at one point, but then they changed the the whole thing. We don't have like a official date. It's still up on their website as September. We we don't have an official. This is the type of communication issue that is so frustrating with LSS. If there was a open communication network where they were saying like. I mean, if this is coming out in September, that's like not that far away. That's like um, this, it will be here before my baby. Yeah, that's and not, my not baby that far feels away. right around the corner. That's not that far away. Like if it's coming in September, then like it's probably on its way here now. Like, like with, on a ship somewhere. On a ship or somewhere. Yeah, like it's 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 currently <laughs> stuck in some canal, which is just yeah. part of the standard shipping process like, these days. I mean, like that's the issue is. They, my gut is that it was printed, and then so this is my my you know anyway I I, I want to say this, it I, doesn't I, matter because I don't know I don't know any stores who are going to be like yeah I'm taking Everfest Unlimited, it's just going to sit at distribution. The issue would be, is if stores pre-ordered it back in December when you when you had to, you didn't have to, or we, I sure. didn't have to at least I don't know about others I don't know what the deal was with other reps or whatever i know for tales of aria you had to order two on two first edition boxes and half as many unlimited i don't like this this thing we're doing right now because you're like more relatively upbeat than me and i i feel i'm like enraged by this right now but riddle me this batman okay riddle me this how many more straws can break the camel's back here because if everfest unlimited If Everfest Unlimited comes out and ships and hits distributors and distributors start pulling the bullshit that they do with certain products where it's like, 
you want access to this to Double Masters 2022? You better take 14 boxes of, of Everfest Unlimited. And <laughs> how many more straws started on Double Masters right now? How uh, many straws until yeah. it breaks the camel's back and it continues to soil these game stores and these people who who currently support the product? It soils their palate and it ruins flesh and blood for them. And it makes Fab something that it, it's like it's like. Any other card game? I, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna pick up 14 boxes of Everfest Unlimited, and I'm gonna sell them well below MSRP. I'm forty dollars a box. Whatever I paid, they're on TCG Player. They're in my store right now. And why? Because if Fab tells me if LSS cuts me off, I gotta look at my distributor. And be like, oh man, sorry, I would take that, but guess I can't. Too bad. Like, right. how many more I mean, straws can already, the camel's back hold? It's already happening with Everfest. Ready? Watch this. Boxes right now at sixty. Nine dollars nice. on on TCG Player. You have about <laughs> yeah, they 15, are <laughs> about fifteen percent fees times 0.85. That means a seller is netting fifty nine dollars after uh, and shipping, it, and it costs you nine dollars to ship a box. That means a seller is netting forty nine dollars and sixty five cents after fees on a, a forty two dollar box. No, oh god, I wish. I wish I, I'm not going to tell you how much I'm. Oh I, no, it's not. Boxes. Never mind. Yep. Yep. I, I know. I'm, I'm losing about five dollars yep. on a box in there. I'll round that around five dollars. I'm not going to tell you how tell much you exactly, I pay for a box, but, but if you use a quick five dollars that I would be losing uh, by selling a box there. Right, but so it's it's, so it's not this. Happening. But it's not this innocent thing. Mm. You're right. It's already happening with a first edition product that. That is that is out already, but a reprint of that exact it's happening with that product. You have, you gave an example of Everfest, and if we give you more Everfest where it's already happening, and force it down your throat, which distributors that's forcing it down your throat. By the way, not an LSS thing, a distributor thing. LSS the problem with LSS is printing it. The problem with distributors is then shoving so, it down your throat. I don't know how it works on the larger store side. I maybe it's, that's. Maybe that's how it works. I, no one's asking me to take Tales of Aria right now. Um, sure, like, but I, they're not right now. But I'm. It, it has happened with other product. It's yeah. based on how much of these things. Hey, if you don't, when we get Everfest Unlimited in, if you want to be allocated the next first edition Flesh and Blood product that comes out, if you want some of that, you're taking Everfest Unlimited. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. So it. I don't want to get into the fact that I hate the distribution system and how broken it is because of oh. that that I just described right there. So, but Everfest Unlimited—it's not just that. It's not just no, that. no, no. I, that's why I said the distribution model. It's not, not, not a fab specific problem. So I don't want to get into it. But Everfest Unlimited is a. It, it is not a good plan. And if LS and this is, well, I know that I, I stay out of LSS's business. I lean on like I trust LSS. If you printed Everfest Unlimited. And you had, and you're like, well, I have it. We might as well ship it. Don't lock it up or burn it. Don't ship it. <laughs> Take the L. And that sucks, dude. That sucks for a business. I don't make any money, and sometimes I still take an L. And I'm just like, well, just got to chalk that one up to an L. Take the L. It never sees the light of day. And then in six years, if you want to revisit Everfest with the never released unlimited that's limited great. time drop, I like that. Cool. That's cool, and that's fine. But right now, log it up. Don't ship it out. It never leaves the warehouse. You know why? Sorry. Because somebody's taking the L here. So, either, yes. Either LSS takes the L and it's LSSL or it's distributors. That was a joke. You can laugh a little bit. I know you're tense. No, I'm sorry. Or, or distributors know, take the L 
which is not going to happen. No, distributors do not take a loss. They no, don't game stores it. will take the L. They if do if not it's passed on distributors, L. game stores will take the L, and the community will take the L. Or there are three game stores. Well, if it, it's it's either LSS or game stores, and right. the problem is, if LSS takes the L, it protects the community, the game store, and the product. It so it's 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 them dive diving in front of the bullet, essentially. Now, granted, a bullet that maybe they fired. Like, you know who? They you know who takes the win if they take the L? Them also. Sorry, well, um, this is my transition. You know who takes the win if they take the L? Say the who? market. No, say who? Oh, who? The idiots who are buying out Grand Ore of a Hollow right now would get a great win. Um, wow, <laughs> we're just going with calling people idiots, huh? Listen, this is a. This is a I'm going to criticize this buyout. Here's why: you can still get boxes from distribution. This is like this is like doing a, a buyout right now. On uh, what's the ledger shredder? Ledger shredder. On ledger shredder. This is like doing a buyout on ledger shredder and being like, no one's gonna open up New Capenna. No, like that's that's a bad example. It would be like the the etched foil obnixilis. It would be doing a buyout on that. Yeah. So let me show you the demand. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this on the screen. This is the demand for um for Grand Orvahala from all of July, from July. For the first half of July, there were one, two, three, four, five, six copies of Grand Or Valhalla sold at an average price of around, you know, two hundred and fifteen dollars. So sure. six six copies. July sixteenth to the seventeenth. <laughs> I don't want to count all those. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two copies. Look, George, I can count. So my question is <laughs> it was a it was a joke. Who who's on the other end of these buyouts? I don't I don't understand what people think. Or on the other end of the bat. Now, I do want to say, if Everfest Unlimited doesn't come out, this is going to be gold. I mean, th- this person has taken, or this group of people, has taken an extreme, maybe they have insider information in Everfest Unlimited's not coming out. I don't know. But they have an extreme... That'd be a win. They have an extreme risk here. Uh, because that's crazy. Because what? Like who's on the other side of the buyout? Nobody wanted the card at $220. Now you think people are going to want the card at? I guess it's already back down to two eighty five. <laughs> I was about to say I think it's two eighty five. Last I looked, <laughs> yeah. but so listen. Cool thing about Fab, and maybe not a good thing about Fab, but something that's interesting is the community. We talk about Fab growing and the number of cards and all this. Oh, there's there's so many boxes and stuff like that. We've had this conversation before. Cool thing about Fab is the community is small enough that with an amount of money that a lot of people can pull together, you can do something like this. And while this is not a comment on whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, it's cool that it can happen, right? It's an interesting aspect of the secondary market that's possible right now. And which isn't possible in larger communities. Let's be very clear though. Fab has some of the highest pro higher profile magic collectors involved too. Th- there are those some that people, are those that are still around. Yes, 
There yeah. are some, some, yeah, yeah. There, there's a group of people in fab who have an incredible amount of collectible money. I don't know what, I don't know what their personal finances look like outside of cardboard. That's a, a little scary, but. Oh, I do their finances uh, <laughs> like every really weekend. I can tell you. But they have an, they can sell a beta dual land and buy out all of the grand or Valhalla. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you, th- sure. Th- they have the incredible ability to do things like that. And we've seen them right. do it both publicly and, privately right and it's it's an interesting state that the game is in where things can be affected like that it's it's rare that you see something like that now that being said buyouts require moving on from the asset at some point right otherwise it's extreme collecting it's not. Yeah. It's no. It's it's extreme collecting at that point. You're you're gonna see some um some box openings with a guaranteed grand or of a hollow soon. Is what you're gonna see. Like we saw this with uh, with Starvo. There was a huge buyout on Starvo all the way up to three hundred dollars, and then you saw some box openings that were hey guarantee uh you know guaranteed Starvo if you don't pull up blah blah blah. You oh, I, okay. Like so that's like what they do. They, being, they put them being in. redistributed to the community. Sure, sure. Yeah. And and you know what? That's a that's a cool token of appreciation for people that do it's that. It's a cool piece. Yeah, it's, yeah, super, it's super interesting. But it doesn't serve as a buyout in, in the traditional sense. Then, right? Well, it yeah. serves as a buying an asset to to promote a a product or a vision or a a content or something of that nature. Here's my my point is that you shouldn't and I get the question like I had people send me this and be like oh my gosh are we back are we going to the moon and the same thing happened for Starvo when when Starvo was um, being bought out yeah, when, when, when your friend told you to buy it for hundred eighty dollars yeah no I remember yeah um, <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up every time you say it when the when the Starvo buyout happened everybody said oh my gosh did it happen are we going to the moon because what happened six a year to oh my gosh has it been two years holy crap two years ago people bought out things and it drove the prices up and there wasn't a massive amount of supply on the back end of that there wasn't unlimited on the back end of that it was just alpha it was just arc it was just crew first there were no unlimited versions of the product yet so the price stabilized and then the game grew rapidly and then unlimited came out and those prices stayed relatively high and then it you know came back down right but the the so my my answer to people is like no the mooning isn't back the supply is too thick like this like the supply is too heavy don't don't get all excited and go fomo in and spend $400 on a grand or of a hala like don't fomo into that stuff the supply is too thick on the back end yeah there's point. there's there's still plenty i mean i've uh, there's not two on- Sorry, keep going. No, Sorry. I was I was agreeing with you. There's, there's literally two sitting somewhere on my shelf behind me. I, I know. Yeah, nice. I, I know. I could pay off my house. Yeah, I, sh- I should just get rid of them. It's, but, it might be nice, but it is no Channel Lake Frigid. And this, the price spike on Channel Lake Frigid makes more sense to me than the price okay. spike on Valhalla because as we've discussed when we've discussed the market in in the most recent episodes is the game is trending and I'll use Ledger Shredder again from Magic it's trending into a card game where the card prices are going to vary based on their play in the community Ledger Shredder came out it was an $8 card $6 card and then it saw play in Pioneer it saw play in it's currently seeing play in Pioneer it's currently seeing play in Modern 
And it's a people are buying the heck out of that card. It's becoming a staple in certain decks. And the price is up to $27, $27, you know, $29 for an extended copy, stuff like that. So channel like frigid spiking in price. There's three heroes that are viable in the meta right now that make fantastic use of Channel Lake Frigid. And all three of them are pretty high tier heroes. So you, you could argue they're A tier. You could argue some of them might be B tier. But if three of the most popular decks are using the card, the price going up to me makes sense. I'm actually I'm okay with that. Yep. I, I made my I did my my Tales of Aria update video today. I said that. I said this is hundred percent authentic. Like yeah. you can see it's authentic authenticity in the way that the prices went up and the sales. Like it makes sense. Um, 100% authentic. So I also want, I just want to say, I have nothing against a buyout like this. I particularly like it. It gives me something to talk about. Um, I just don't think that it's going to work. I would not spend my money and I would not tell other people to spend their money on a buyout like that. I just don't think I was right about the party. Yeah. Without knowing the party doing it, it's hard to be like, it won't work. Cause I I could just, sorry, it will work for the party. I I could just see pushback coming there being like, I just wanted to own 40 copies of the grandeur of Valhalla. Like, what do you mean? It doesn't work. I mean, but I, I understand what you're saying. And I'm just saying, I think you'll get pushback from, you'll get that statement thrown at you. Be like, well, there's, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. One for sale, one for sale, one. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's cool. It's an exciting time, dude. It's an exciting time. Meta and Margaret, the only thing is not exciting. And I'm sorry if I yelled at you earlier is Everfest Unlimited. I wasn't yelling at you. you. I was just yelling at general. I was not yelling at you. I was just yelling in general. I love heated Josh. All right. Um, Yeah. It'll be super interesting to see that actually comes out. Like all this. I mean, this is where official communication from LSS, in my opinion, needs to be better. Like, it's got it, it's improved. We'd like to see it continue to go listen, in that direction. A a a ten a five minute clip and a fifty minute Rudy video is not the communication we need to settle the market down about if Everfest Unlimited is coming out. When it's not when all these other signs suggest that Everfest Unlimited is coming out. They're gonna listen to their homie over at Hometown TCG. I hope so. And they're gonna lock it up forever. I, 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 dude, I love your idea of saving it for a um. Saving it for a if it's like if it's earned to the carnival, if it's already printed, like they could put packs in boxes as like a box topper for like a set. So like like carnival slot, but with a pack. Yeah, like you take the boxes and like reinsert them as a box topper, and then in like ten years you have unlimited like a, a funny like you're back in Aria, and it's like one little part of it is your carnival pack. And like nobody else has unlimited ever. That would be great. That's great what, stuff. Whatever they do with it, that would be cool. Any kind of any kind of splashy an armory where like the yes. there's no there's no cold foils this week, but we're sending out packs of Everfest unlimited that are just given years. out ten, ten years from now. Ten ten years yeah. from now. Yeah. And right. if the game is around in ten years, it's gonna be amazing. No, dude, it, we've been going for an hour. You are COVID riddled. Yeah, I'm out. Of you drink. sound horrible. I just want to remind everybody: I have a copy of Channel Lake Frigid for sale for six. What did I say? Six fifty. If it hasn't sold yet, I'll lower the price. Six twenty five. Um, and my, my foil copy, copy for for half of that. This is my this is my fourth copy. I was looking at today. I may list it. I'm player for for 
700. I got, I lose out on 50% fees. So, um, yeah, you know, six, yeah. six, yeah. I think it's 625. 15, anyway, you know, just it's used in a lot of decks. A lot of people need it. You um, have, you have beaten the horse sufficiently, it's first sir. It's first we edition. Are, Does that matter? We're going to go. I, I told you, I don't believe Tales of Aria Unlimited exists. I've never seen it. I've never actually seen any of it. Uh, we are going to cut the podcast here, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you want to support us further, go back to, and forth to both of our channels. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like this video. Shout out again, the sponsor of the channel's Midnight Games. Shout out to those guys. They are awesome members of the community. If, uh, there will be a link in this video's description. You can visit them and pick up any of your TCG needs. Uh, it, is there anything do you have a do you have like a slogan you like to end videos with it's been so long remember, since you were remember to be kind to the people around you unless those people around you release everfest unlimited <laughs> then bite scratch and claw and oh make gosh. it so it doesn't happen poor lss <laughs> thanks guys we'll see you next week <laughs>